0: ESPN 690, Action Sports Jacks. Overtime, we got 30 minutes. There's more stuff to talk about besides the Jags. There are other teams out there. And Brian Middleton, I'm going to start with this. I was wrong. I was absolutely incorrect, Brian Middleton. Michigan is no good. They are are not any good at the football. Uh, As well, Cincinnati really had no business playing Alabama.
1: Okay, but you know... I was wrong as well. I I was on Michigan. And I was like, hey, there's some bullies. And, uh, yeah. yeah, it doesn't look that way, huh?
0: No, they are terrible. Um, Aiden Hutchinson did not play well, but that's only a one-game sample size, but he did not um, play well. So I just wanted to let you know that I was wrong and, and, about that.
1: And before you go on to your next thing. What you got? You know, instead of Michigan, honestly, I would have rathered the Baylor Bears. I would have rathered them, honestly, at this point. And you know how down I was on Baylor and Cincinnati. Just say,
0: You are just cutting. This is becoming like a greatest uh, moments for me on this show.
1: Well, you're, you're a star.
0: Well, that, I once again, unexpected. Uh, Baylor, hey, they pick up a W, by the way. Uh, yeah, Matt Krell got hurt. That's pretty bad. We'll talk about that a little bit as well. But uh, by the way, this is Action Sports Jacks Overtime on ESPN 690. That is Brian Middleton, in which you heard running the ones and twos. Follow him at the broadcast on. I'm Casey Kurtz. We, oh boy, we just talked about the Jags for about three hours. That was on Action Sports Jacks, Austin Lane, Brad Martineau. And now the decision, to we talk about them anymore? And Brian Middleton, I think the answer is no. <laughs> It's just, it's not a good situation right now in Jacksonville. Um, it hasn't been for a couple months. It's continuing to get worse. They got absolutely embarrassed, as everybody thought they would. Uh, half the players on the field, you had no idea who they were due to COVID issues. And then the half that you did know, you wish you didn't because they still were awful. Um, it just, it was not good. And that's kind of where I, I think everybody's at. I'd love to hear if you have any other takes than it was not good. Um but I will give you something that is good. And I'm usually not that person that's usually Brent's job, but I will give you something that was good or is good. Matthew Wright makes his kicks. That's what I got. That's what I got. You got anything? Uh you
1: mean Urban Meyer's guy? You mean you <laughs> Urban
0: Meyer's guy. The, the one right. that
1: Urban Meyer brought into town? Yep. Huh, replace the guy that you guys refused to get rid of? Yep. Okay. So you're going to give Urban Meyer some credit. By the way, uh what was the final score?
0: Uh, They lost by 40.
1: By 40? Okay, let's see. What's the Urban Meyer laugh at? Yeah, right here. (laughs) There we go. That's not me, though. That's Urban. All right? But that's how he feels because you guys just continue to blame him. Rightfully so, by the way. Huh? I just wanted to make sure that that got played. So, yeah, my take. I I watched... with you back and forth. Yep. Yeah, I had to flip the multiple games. Uh, the Jets-Bucks game mm-hmm. went, uh, went over to Casey and Cincy before.
0: We'll talk Jacob about that in the, a second. Yep. Yeah.
1: So, you know, uh, I don't know what people expected. You called it when I asked you last week if uh, they would stay within 14. And, you know, you were like, you know, never. Yeah, that was it the was lock different.
0: of the century. Minus, I I think I got it early at like 16. And then, like, the morning of the game, it was, like, 17 and a half. I took it again. Yeah. Because I knew they had no chance.
1: Yeah. But here's the deal, man. Um, yeah, Yeah, man. I don't know how you can even really be mad at this point. I think most people who are Jags fans at this point have been through, right? And so, at this point, when you're looking at the team, you're looking at maybe Trevor's development, you're looking at where does the team go from here, I think that most Jags fans at this point have been to let's get to next season. Let's get to the draft. Let's get to free agency probably for a couple of weeks now. As soon as Urban was fired, I think that most people were there. So, you know, watching this game, yes, disappointing. Yes, it's crazy watching Mac Jones and Bill Belichick smile on the sideline. That was weird. Uh, I texted you that um, they were playing Whitney Houston. They were vibing to Whitney Houston. I want to dance with somebody. I was like, come on now. Now, now hold on now. We professionals around here. You're not just going to play 1980s Whitney Houston on me and dance over there. That's not what we're going to do. But apparently they did. Yeah. Um, And they just kept scoring. They kept scoring.
0: So. Uh None of them to Hunter Henry, though. I mean, good Lord. At least give him one. (laughs) Some of us played him in fantasy.
1: Oh, well, you know. You know my fantasy outcome. Anyway. Yeah, yeah, man. It's a bad look. Maybe they get another win. You know, at this point, I don't know what else you can really salvage from this season. Just. You know, Trevor, don't get hurt.
0: Yeah, he didn't get hurt, and that's uh, that's the main priority. Right, we will talk about the Bengals here in a second, also Monday Night Football in a second, but I'm very intrigued by something you just said, and I hadn't really thought about it through my own eyes because that's really all I can do. And you said something along the lines of Jags fans, I don't think they're mad anymore. And that's a fascinating take because in 2018 I was mad because we thought they were going to be good, right? And they've been horrible and they were horrible last year. And then there were some times this year where you could be mad. Like I was mad when they lost to the Jets. As a fan, I was mad when they lost to the Jets. But I wasn't mad that they lost this game. And to your point, I don't get mad a lot anymore because I don't care. I knew they were going to lose by a lot. And it was obvious in the first quarter, cover the spread. So I was on my computer. I was doing things. I was playing games on my phone. I was chilling. Amanda took a nap. Amanda loves the Jags more than, like, most things for some reason. God bless her. Probably more than me sometimes. Mm, Okay. She took a nap after the first quarter. She's like, "Mm, I'll come back for the other games. I was like, okay. More power to you. Wow. So that, I mean, that's an interesting point that you just said. Like, they don't, like, Jags, I'm sure people do get mad, but there was nothing really other than it's abysmal and you're embarrassing. Like, you can be mad about that. But that's an interesting point. Like, there's nothing really to be mad about because any realistic person knows they were going to get smacked.
1: It's like, uh, Casey, I liken it to um, you know, I've messed up some relationships before in my life. Huh? Okay. That's why I'm nowhere, you know, uh, I'm nowhere near the, the love doctor uh, or, you know, any anything like that, right? Mm-hmm. Relationship guru. Yes. Um, but it's like when you get in a relationship with a girl and she keeps telling you one thing just over and over and over again, fix it, uh, and you don't. And then she stops saying that. If she stops saying that, and she always smiling at her phone, and she always just, you know, kiki kaka, but to you, the emotion is just gone, she ain't even angry anymore, it's done. She's over it. And I just think that's where the Jags are at. They're done. They're over it. They're like... Get Trent Balkie out of here, get Urban out of here, which they've done, get any other player that's not gonna work out of here. We're over it. We'll take we'll take uh, Trevor, we'll take Josh Allen, we'll take Shaq Griffin and we'll just hodgepodge it together over the you know, the next couple of seasons. But we're done with this iteration of the Jaguar shot, get it together.
0: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And uh I think that's another interesting thing. They were doing that a little bit at the end of the show. Uh you can find that in the third hour of the podcast, but just action. By the way, action sports. Jacks on ESPN 6.9 or wherever you get your podcast, or you can go back and watch the stream once we're done with it here on OT. But they, I mean, we were informally taking a poll of who's going to be on the team next year and who's not. And I think we'll do this after the season ends, and it's a little easier to look back on. But there's a case for like the players that you named, not not all of them. Like I believe Josh Allen should be on the team and will. Trevor obviously, but they brought up some names along the lines of Miles Jack. Marvin Jones, and that's pretty much all you have to hang your hat on, keep in mind. Uh, Shaq Griffin is another one, and it's like how many of them will really be here if you do end up firing Trent Bulky, and you really do clean house? Like, how is... How is... Let's just use Doug Peterson as an example. Let's just use next coach. It's not even worth it. Next coach, how are they going to feel about Shaq Griffin who's played okay, but to Brent's point, JC Jackson's going to be available and you have a ton of cap room. Okay, Rayshon Jenkins, he got hurt, but how are you going to feel about him? You pretty much have to feel a type of way about Tyson Campbell. Um, He's been, you know, okay, and you drafted him where you drafted him, and, you know, he's given you reasons to believe that you should hold on to him. But how do you feel about Marvin Jones? How do you feel about DJ Chark, who's been hurt? Uh, Dan Arnold is a guy that probably should be on the team, really. I think Laquan Treadwell, Amanda said this, uh, that he should be on the team next year, and I said no, but... Is that how you said it? Just no? No, because she kept telling me why you should have been on the team. Got to give it to Amanda. i tell you what. She's a good fan, but she's, like, loyal to a fault. You know what I mean? Like, she, last year for the longest time, like, really wanted them to keep Gardner because she liked Gardner. But then now she's, like, she, she loves Trevor, so it works out. But anyway, she's, like, loyal to a fault. She's, like, well, Treadwell, you know, he's been okay. He does some bad things, but he does some good things. And I'm, like, yes, but that doesn't mean if you're the best player on the worst team, what does that make you? And I'm not saying Treadwell's the best player, but... I was like that's what you were saying. No, I mean, he's been okay. But look, this is what I said to Amanda, and this is how I feel about it. He should have an opportunity to compete in camp to be on the team. It's up to the organization to draft a receiver, potentially two, sign one in free agency, bring DJ Chark back, whatever it may be. But he should have an opportunity to at least be on the roster. He in no way, shape, or form should just be on the roster because of what happened this year. Nobody did anything this year on this team that... Gives them an automatic roster spot If money and draft position Weren't a factor So I guess we'll have to see but The long and short of that is It's horrible It is very bad And we, we didn't get to talk about the Bengals We'll do this uh, before we do vague headlines But man The Bengals figured it out And the Bengals were horrible too keep in mind They figured it out they got the quarterback Which the Jags believe they have So check one check two They got their receivers. Granted, they got T. Higgins at the same time they got the quarterback. That's fair. They got Jamar Chase, who some believe will be the offensive uh, rookie of the year. It'll definitely be Mac Jones. But, you know, if you want to make money plus 175, not a big deal. Um, But they, the way I look at it, the Bengals are how you build it. Like Brent wants to cite the Bills. I think that's just too ambitious. The Bengals, maybe they're getting lucky. Maybe they're actually good. It'll be a couple of years before we find that out. But we know they're good right now because their young quarterback is good and they have the playmakers around him. We'll talk about that. We'll do some big headlines. We'll talk about Monday Night Football. We got more to do. Action Sports Jacks Overtime. Stick with us on ESPN 690. sports jacks overtime ESPN 690 Brian Middleton on the ones and twos Casey Kurtz with you as well lead you into some Monday night football coming up we got the Browns we got the Steelers apparently Big Ben's last game in Pittsburgh we'll talk about that in a little bit we got some vague headlines as well but we just talked in the break Brian and uh, this is what I took from our conversation it is, like, it's beyond belief. Like, you said, because you're not, you're you're a well-documented not Jags fan, but you live here.
1: So. Well, you know, it's like a secondary team. Yeah. Like, like I want them to do well.
0: Yeah, ex- yeah, I mean, that's, yeah. Yeah, exactly.
1: It makes everybody's life better. Everybody eats. Yep. It's a happier time for the next 30 minutes or an hour or three hours in your case. Like, you know, I, I need them Three and, them and a to, half
0: hours some days.
1: Absolutely. I would love for them to do better. So, yeah, I, I'm not a fan initially, like the primary team, but secondary, sure, yeah. 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 Go Jags. Whatever.
0: All right. I like it. So, anyway, to to make that point, you said, thank God 2017 happened for, like, the city and the fans. And I agree with you, but at the same time, like, it, I, I, I just wonder after Brent presented the new information, and it really wasn't new information, but that – if they hired Josh McDaniels instead of keeping Doug Marone, that they might have blown it up and started over and drafted a quarterback, presumably, right? So it's like, okay, it's like you look back, thank God 2017 happened, and yeah, if they hadn't, they would have never, like, they'd be horrible still. They are still horrible, but there would have been that one little bit of hope. So just for fun, though, if they did blow it up in 2017, it may have been a whole lot better. They would have drafted a quarterback, likely, Okay. And the way that it worked out, you wouldn't have had to worry about drafting Trubisky because they traded up to get him.
1: No, absolutely. I can see that. So you
0: draft Mahomes, you draft Watson. I mean, I, I, I agree with you that 2017 happened, but at the same time, I'm like, would it have been the worst thing if they blew it up and drafted a quarterback in 17 and started over? Where would they be right now?
1: Well, in hindsight, yeah, yeah I agree with both of those names you just said. Yeah. That is, you know, oh, man. That scenario is more ideal than where you find yourself – But Casey Kurtz, 2008, 5 and 11. 2009, 7 and 9. 2010, 8 and 8. There you go. 2011, 11 losses. 2012, 14 losses. 2013, 12 losses. 2014, 13 losses. And 15, 11 losses. 16, 13 losses. 2017, 10 and 6. You made the run, and then you got back to consistency. In 18, 11 losses, 19, 10 losses. Last year, 15 losses. And you may match that total again with an extra game. But right now, you got 14 losses. My goodness, man. You hear me? Yeah. I, I can't you. even imagine what it's like to be a primary Jags fan. It's tough.
0: At the James Point <laughs> Bridge. My goodness. It's tough. By the way, I, I tweeted out your, um, your little quote. Are you even mad anymore if you're a Jags fan? Uh, and we got a couple replies on Twitter. Just absolutely over the team and feeling sorry for Trevor just about sums it up at Bold City Jag. All right. Fair enough. Fair yeah. enough. Got a lot of fire bulkies in there. Uh, this is a good one for me personally. It's a mixture of both. I said, are Jags fans even mad anymore or just over it? So that's the question. And this one is for me personally. It's a mixture of both. I'm just over the whole thing. But the fact that bulky still has a job infuriates me. And that's a good point. Like. Yeah, there's nothing more that can be said. Like, you, if you're a diehard, if you're listening to sports radio, you understand. And so that's why I thought it was just a fascinating point that you had just brought up about yeah. 2017 and all that. But here's the thing. It, to me, it comes back to the Cincinnati Bengals. So bad. Had some success a little bit, made some playoffs, did some things real bad after that. Uh, coaching, let go, didn't have the quarterback. Well, then you draft the quarterback. And you draft some playmakers with him, T. Higgins. He gets hurt, obviously. Uh, the whole world tells you to draft an offensive lineman. You take his wide receiver from college. And look what happens. Make some moves on defense. It sounds relatively similar to the Jags, does it not? You draft the quarterback. Okay, you've done that. Uh, technically, if you want to get technical... They did draft Trevor the Weapon from his college. Okay. It just didn't work out because he got didn't hurt. Work out, yeah. And we might find out that it still could. Um, you did sign some pieces on defense. Shaq Griffin, Rayshon Jenkins, Roy Robertson Harris just didn't work out the same. But you still have an opportunity to do that because if you're following the Bengals model, you're still one year behind. You still have another year. And that's why it's pretty straightforward to me that they're definitely going to draft Justin Ross with the 33rd overall pick. I'm almost guaranteed of that now. I don't know what they're going to do with the first overall pick. But it, to me, it's it's clear as day that's the model you have to follow. You have to get better on deep. They didn't fix their offensive line. They've tried. It didn't work. And people don't want to, like, hear this or believe it. The Jags' current offensive line is better than Cincinnati's offensive line currently. The problem is they've been excelled so much by Joe Burrow and the playmakers they have. So you sign a receiver. You're good. They're going to draft Justin Ross, I believe, if the medicals clear out. Obviously, that's going to be some problems, but I'm just getting mad. Uh, Jamar Chase, Joe Burrow vibes with Justin Ross, Trevor Lawrence, by the way. Trevor Lawrence has thrown more yards to Justin Ross than anybody, um, so that's going to play in. Am I wrong here, Brian Middleton, to think the Bengals are what you look at and not necessarily – the Bills is like a longer-term thing. Cincinnati's done it quick. Again, will it be a stab – or um Will they be able to keep it going long-term? I have no idea. And they don't know that. Because if they keep getting Joe Burrow hurt, no. But right now, it's working. And I think that's the model you have to look at if you're the Jags right now.
1: Yeah, I mean, sure. That's fine. I, I don't hear anything that sounds like I would disagree. I mean, don't follow the Bengals model too closely because Burrow, he was hurt. He got injured, well, like yeah. you said. But, but here's the deal, man. I'm
0: counting the Burrow hurt year and to Trevor first year cuz i mean we've all been hurt by this <laughs> wow
1: okay here's the deal though uh you know with Trevor i just think that maybe not just Trevor with that offense and i've said it a couple of times and you know i know a lot of people disagree and i'm like what is he talking about the way that the offense was constructed for this season even if you had minor injuries where people were out maybe a month you know 6 to 8 weeks two weeks, something like that, not for the whole year. I was excited about the possibilities that you had. Yeah. Because they didn't even have Arnold yet. And I was like, okay, just this may work. But even once they picked up Arnold, I mean, by then we didn't have, you know, uh, ETN. But like, if you just think about that lineup, I just need to know what we have. I wish that there could be some type of alternate universe where we could just see what we have with that. Because, that continuity between mm-hmm. Trevor and Travis is is important. And it counts. Very important it it, it should rookie. be considered, yeah. yeah. And then you have, you know, you have Chark, you have Arnold. Uh, you know, you, you got some of the other pieces that you, that you found. You stumbled across Agnew. I don't know if you used him Chicken as coffee. much as you did prior to, you know, some of the injuries. When you were trying to figure out what the focus was, and, and that was speed. You know, Urban was really big on these speed, speed, speed. I mean, I'm excited about the pieces that they have. But, yeah, there needs to be, you know, some changes. If the Bengals model is what you're trying to go for, by all means. You know, but here's the deal. At the end of the day, um, you're going to have to protect Trevor. Trevor, And I know you you just continue not to be the highest on the offensive line, but you, you just said that the line for the Jags is, is better than the Bengals. Right. That's what you just said. It's true. Um, and uh, you got to protect Trevor because that's your investment. Um, And so you win and lose games. It sounds corny. It sounds cliche, but it's so true at the line. Can you protect your quarterback? Can you run when you need to? Can you get that fourth and one, that third and one when you need to? Absolutely. And on the defensive line, can you create a new line of scrimmage? Can you disrupt the running game? Can you get pressure on the QB? Every other position is important, but if you can win at the line offensively and defensively, that is a lot of the battle. Look at the Super Bowl last year. Look at what the Bucks did having uh, Patrick Mahomes just... He was skating left to right, yep. trying to throw sideways, horizontally. He was a Superman throwing the ball because that that front four, along with, you know, the linebackers were bringing pressure, but that front four was making such a difference every play. So, you know, those have to be the focus, in my opinion. Make sure you're protecting Trevor with that offensive line and that they can actually bend people to their will so that whoever's the running back back there, whoever they they bring in can actually, you know, pound and pound and go for 4.5 uh, yards per rush. And then defensively, can we get pressure? Can we establish a new line of scrimmage um, on a consistent basis?
0: It's an interesting comparison you made because when they beat Buffalo, Josh Allen was doing the same things you just described the Bucks doing to Patrick Mahomes in the Super Bowl. The front four were actually doing something, and then Josh Allen was a problem as well. So, yeah, I mean, that's a good – I'm with you. Don't get me wrong. I'm with you. But I don't know. I I mean, yeah, you have to protect Trevor, and that's why I'm not necessarily against picking offensive tackle at one if you don't trade out of it. And, I, and I'm and i just telling you, I feel it. This, I, I, I feel it in my heart that they're going to pick Justin Ross 33rd. I want them to pick Drake London. They're not going to do that. They're going to pick Justin Ross. You heard it here first. Remember this on the second day of the draft when they get that pick up there and it's Justin Ross. So we'll have to see. We do got more to do. We got vague headlines to do. going to hit a quick break. We're going to be right back here. Action Sports Jacks Overtime on ESPN 690. I'm telling you, this is the same thing with Brandon Austin. We should have some OnlyFans type. Whoa! Hold on, hold on, Whoa. hold on. And I'm not Toss. saying I'm not saying OnlyFans. Like no one's gonna pay for that. But can't do it. <laughs> we need some sort of OnlyFans type thing for the commercial break, so you can hear what we're talking about. Like, cause I'd have been a good one. You totally just disrespected Keyshawn Johnson, but we can't talk about on the air. What kind yet. of snitching is that? First of all, I didn't even finish the statement. I didn't I didn't tell you. I didn't say what you said. Because I, I didn't finish the
1: statement. You can't tell the people anything. I'm all just I saying. Was, you made
0: some comments about I just Keyshawn said Johnson that Keyshawn as has a, a football pitch player. Than usual. As a football player. No, it
1: was strictly commentary. As a football it player. Was stri- strictly as a as a in his
0: broadcasting career. As a football player.
1: All right. put to your OnlyFans. Can't do it.
0: I'm just saying, we need something, like, in the break so, like, you can hear what we're talking about. But, like, the regular, okay. audi- the regular audience ain't ready for that. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Like, we have to charge. All right. Because we'll get fired, all of us. Cool. Huh. Like, we're not saying anything like, here's the thing. I'm, I'm going to let you in to the underbelly of what happens at this radio station. Tread lightly. I am. And I'm really considering what I'm saying. So, in the breaks... Me, Brent Austin. We don't talk about anything other than we, we vary. first of all, most of the time we talk about like other normal things that are happening in the world. Except on Mondays, we do continue usually to talk about the Jags because that's what we talk about on the radio. We're not saying anything different than said on the radio. We're just using different words. Instead of saying they're so bad, we don't say so. We say other words to start with like F.
1: Oh, yeah, y'all get busy.
0: Yeah, so that's, like, we're not actually saying yeah. anything different. We're not disrespecting anybody any different. And that's the cold, honest truth.
1: Not enough dump button.
0: There's not enough
1: dump button, yeah, Commercial exactly. break conversations around here. Yeah,
0: and it's, again, it's nothing, like, we're not we're not spilling any secrets. Like, if the mics happen to turn on, the only thing that would happen is we get fined because of all the curse words. Like, that's the only thing that would happen. So, that's why we need the OnlyFans for the radio. What would the OnlyFans for the radio be called? Like, Only what? I don't know. I, I think I just maybe only. <laughs> I'm gonna leave
1: that alone. I don't you know. know.
0: I don't know. Yeah. Uh, what I do know is this is Action Sports Jacks Overtime. That's Brian Middleton. Mittlettom. Action I'm Sports Kirk's.
1: Jacks Uncut.
0: That's a good one. Is it? That's a good like podcast. You know what I mean? Like that's like a good on. Yeah, I like that. Wait, listen we got plenty of time to figure it out because it's 2022. It's only January. we got we got plenty of time to figure this out. 2021 is behind us. 2022 is here but also ahead of us at the same time. And what's ahead of us right now and no longer ahead of us because we caught up to it finally is vague headlines, Brian Middleton.
1: Hey, that's right. Listen, man, vague headlines, uh, the segment where Casey chooses between two generic-sounding headlines he wants to hear more about. One is sports-related, one is non-sports-related, and from there... Anything can happen. So, Casey, you ready? Oh, you know it. All right, man. So, first two. Right. First two. <clears throat> when balling goes wrong, or who you got? When balling goes wrong, or who you got? How about when balling goes wrong? Okay. Well, you know, that's a non sporting headline. Actual headline oh, man. Florida man misappropriates COVID money. So a South Florida man tied to, uh, tried to game, excuse me, the US government, but he failed to realize you can't hustle a hustler, especially one bigger than you. Let's take it to CBS Miami for more.
0: A Fort Lauderdale man charged with fraudulently
1: obtaining COVID relief loans made his first appearance today in federal court. The indictment says valesky Barossi applied for more than $4 million in PPE loans using falsified information. Mm -hmm. Barossi and his accomplices allegedly collected more than $2 million in the scheme. He faces up to 132 years in prison. And so, Casey, before you... Yeah, now, hold on. Yeah, I know, right? It should be double, right? Uh, listen.
0: They didn't even make Antonio Brown leave the league.
1: Uh, well, listen, 132 now, years though. in a row, that's, that's that's a lot. But look, his, his name is, I'm going to chop it up, but <laughs> Barosi. Okay. Let me tell you something. When I saw the mugshot, not what I was thinking. I'm just going to leave it there because I don't want to get in trouble. Not what I was thinking at all.
0: <laughs> now I don't know what I'm thinking.
1: Uh, but it was said that this guy, some of the things that he purchased was a Lamborghini. Yeah. Rolex. Yeah. Louis Vuitton. Okay. Yeah, I yeah, like the way I did that. Louis I Vuitton. Did. I did like yeah. that. Yeah, and more. So, you know, Casey, I've assume that you've done a considerable amount of dirt in your young life right you know n- nothing about your character but honestly you're gonna know, come across that way yeah so without incriminating yourself or dry snitching even though you snitched on me about Keyshawn
0: yes I did what they call me no, no they don't
1: what what do they call you uh, Takashi you know. <laughs> <laughs> I was KC gonna say yeah, yeah that's what I was gonna
0: say but I didn't think it would sound right To yeah. kc
1: 69 in the building uh what's one of the craziest schemes you ever pulled off successfully
0: that is a good question, but I'm going to answer it with something that I almost pulled off. Is that good?
1: Well, it doesn't answer the question, but go ahead.
0: Well, because this guy almost pulled it off. Okay. You know, so I was like four, and I really messed with Yu-Gi-Oh cards. If my mom's listening, she'll know where this is going. So I stole these Yu-Gi-Oh cards from, this is in Indiana. I jacked them, straight up took them right off the counter, right in front of the uh, the, uh, the cashier, I guess, at this... Um, Family Express gas station And uh, I took them And I You know I, I thought I had it I thought I had it unlocked. So I get home I go to the bathroom To hide the cards I don't know why Behind the toilet I thought that was the safe spot My mom would never found them So here's the thing At the age of four I guess I had a guilty conscience I turned myself in So my mom made us go back To the store And give the cards back And the cashier said He knew that I stole them But didn't call me out on it What? That's Yeah That's a true story, folks. Wow. Yeah.
1: So you were a thief at a young
0: age. Yes. You pulled it off. Yes. And then turned myself in.
1: So it was the Family Express. What was next? Uh, Wells Fargo?
0: (laughs) Yeah. What was going to be next? Yeah, I went right from Family Express to, like, big-time major banks.
1: Okay, I got you on ice. All right, so it's good to know. I'll, I'll make sure to watch my uh, Yu-Gi-Oh cards around you. Okay. Hey,
0: please do. You know what those things are worth these days? Should have yeah. kept it. Actually, All right. Yeah, Who knows what was in that pack?
1: Actually, you should have. All right, next two. There's a doctor on the ice or table for six. There's a doctor on the ice or table for six.
0: Let's go doctor on the ice, please.
1: All right, another non-sport headline, kind of, but it takes place at a sporting event all right so a hockey fan actual headline a hockey fan spotted a staffer's suspicious mole from the stands saving his life i saw this you did see this okay so for more on this let's take it over to news nation now's Be shabazi for more Wow. Heckling is widely regarded as part of the live sports experience, but an interaction with an opposing team's fan may have saved the life of an equipment manager for the Seattle Kraken. Vancouver Canucks fan Nadia Popovici banged on the glass to alert Brian Hamilton of a potentially dangerous mole on his neck, and now the Canucks and the Kraken are rewarding her for her heroic work with a $10,000 scholarship to medical school. Yeah, medical school uh, got cut off right at the end. Listen, man, such a cool story. Uh, What's cool about it is the guy got it checked out by the team doctors. Team doctors were like, yeah, we're concerned. Go to another doctor. They checked it, actually removed it. It had cancerous cells in it, but they caught it so early it hadn't penetrated the second layer of skin. Wow. Which would have been life-threatening, you know, as it progressed. Yeah. So crazy story. I mean, like, that's... Yeah. Amazing. it's amazing. And the girl, she was actually in the interview and she was saying how she banged on the on the little uh the little wall to get the person's attention. On the and glass. Then, yeah, yeah. And then she um and then she actually texted the information. Because you have a mask on, I guess you can't take it down oh, to yeah, do that. True, true, true. And he read it and it said initially, the guy said he initially like you know, nodded but kind of shrugged and moved on. And so when he was trying to make sure that he could find her, like he never knew if he was gonna be able to like contact her to thank her or whatnot. It was a whole ordeal they got social media involved. It's really good. Anyway, Casey, you're pretty observant. What's the wildest thing you ever caught that saved the day? Maybe not someone's life, but it it made things right that could have went terribly wrong. <laughs>
0: um You know, every time we do these, I go, I forget that I'm going to have to consider my entire life Mm -hmm. in a split second.
1: Well, I tell you that I could send these to you early on so you can at least have some idea, but you're like, no. I I, feel like it's better this way. I I feel like I shoot from from the hill. I like it.
0: So, So nothing comes to mind, but I will. I told you this story recently. The surfboard next door at UNF. She hit him with a surfboard. Remember when I told you that? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Yeah. so I won't go into too much detail, but I I guess the bad had already happened there. But I pretty much cracked a crazy case at UNF, uh, shout out UNF, go Ospreys, um, where the dorm room next to me, there was some commotion. And I, you know, I was wondering what was going on, didn't really do anything about it until I got a knock on my door and find this dude all bloody. And I said, what happened? She said he fell or something like that. It was a girl and a guy. And so I was a little concerned. So we get the UPD involved, and then it turns out she hit him with the surfboard. Long story short, she just popped him right across the face with the surfboard. So that doesn't really answer your question at all, but um, I felt like I, I stopped at least more domestic violence. That, that's got to count for something.
1: Got to count for something. <laughs> <laughs> got to count for something. All right, man, we're going to move on to the final two. Mo' money, mo' money, mo' money, or... Spicy Chicken Tesla Vibes. More money, mo' money, mo' money. Or Spicy Chicken Tesla Vibes.
0: Ah, Spicy Chicken Tesla Vibes, please.
1: Joke's on you. They're both the same story because it's so big. Here we go. Wow, okay. All right, actual headline. Powerball drawing is tonight. (laughs) Now, Casey, over the past months, we've established some absolutes about you. Yeah. I mean, we figured out that this is the college team that you truly believe in. The Baylor Bears. Mm-hmm. Yep. And then we also established that uh, you are the white Megan the Stallion of Jacksonville <laughs> Sports Media. You know, and They're then we, that. yeah, and then we moved on to talking about, you know, the lottery. And you gave us one of our most foundational statements that the show runs on right now. Everybody knows it already. Let's play it. I want to eat a spicy chicken yeah.
0: in my Tesla. Is <laughs> yeah. it too much to ask?
1: Yeah. I don't think it's too much. Yeah, it's not too much. And that brings us to this moment right here. There was no winner in the first Powerball drawing of 2022. Okay. Which is why I'm still here right now.
0: Okay. But hey, you know. the jackpot rolls
1: over to an estimated $522 million for tonight. So we all have another chance at eating spicy chicken sandwiches in our Teslas. Casey. You are hours away from you potentially having LeBron James type money. Yeah, yeah. So question, do you want to play tonight's Powerball with me? And then the second one is, if you do, why just help me out, help out all of our listeners and give six numbers so that they can
0: partake in the win as well? Okay, so um, here's the thing about the Powerball. Brent no a big player as well. Surprising, I know. Um I don't really, like, I'm. I'm. it's very odd. Like, scratch-offs, I get it. I read the instructions. I don't, like, understand the whole picking numbers thing. Like, when Brent would buy lottery tickets, like, before high school football or something, and I'm totally adding Brent right now, they would just come with numbers on them. I don't know why, because I know you can't pick your numbers, but, like, I don't play the usual lottery, so like, I don't even know what numbers are in play here. So I guess I could give you numbers if you just, like, is it 0 to 99? 0 to 69. Are you kidding? I know.
1: Uh, it's, not it's not me. It's not me. It's the lottery. It's the Powerball. Yeah, 0 to 69. Uh, i
0: definitely get 28 in there for sure. Um, the Jags lost by 40, so get 40 in there. Um, Got to have a single digit as well. I'm thinking three. Um, how many more do I need? You need three more. Uh, right now, I'm two minutes over a break, so I'll also go with two. I'll go with three and two. That's pretty risky, but trust me. Uh, there's got to be a 60 number as well. Uh, give me 64 and give me, for some reason, Hideki Matsui, number 55 with the New York Yankees.
1: Okay. I think the actual Powerball number has to be between like one and 20-something. So so give me then number two
0: on the Powerball wow. number.
1: Wow. Three single ones. Okay, cool cool yeah everybody so here you go if you want those numbers but is it again 28 40 no idea three two 64 and then two again wow
0: yes correct that is correct
1: tell them to bring me my money hey just make sure that you give us some of that uh some of that cash if you guys win it but casey uh, are we going to play it or not
0: uh i'm i'm not what do you mean we we can play as a team I'll talk to you. Okay. Okay. Anyway, that's
1: (laughs) it.
0: That's it for fake headlines, guys. Oh, man. Oh, Brian Middleton. Appreciate you. We're almost out of time here, but before we are out of time, we are going to let you know Monday Night Football is coming up on ESPN 690. That's going to be the Steelers. That's going to be the Browns. And that's going to be it for Big Ben Roethlisberger as a member of the Steelers, we so believe. Uh, Brian Middleton, when I say Big Ben Roethlisberger... Your first thoughts are what? exactly that winning streak he had when he first came into the league. interesting.
1: like his rookie year uh, when they won like 14, I feel like 13 or 14 in a row and they um, they didn't even, they didn't win the Super Bowl that year. but I remember the whole hullabaloo about that, which is so crazy. So yeah, I mean he's always been he's always been no there. Yeah, and he spent his entire career there. We think, we presume,
0: right? We presume, yes, we presume.
1: And you know, he, you know, he had his ups and downs. You want to talk about, you know, things kind of getting smoothed over. He had some, he had some stuff that, you know, oh if we're going to compare him to AB, his stuff was was worse.
0: Yeah. A lot so, worse.
1: um, but but then again, he had to also deal with AB. So you know, I uh-huh. guess it almost you know it might even out. But you know, overall, Big Ben, he's a Hall of Famer. Uh, Super Bowl champion, um, multiple-time pro bowler, You're not going to be able to tell the story of the NFL without him. And so, yeah, man, he'll go down as one of the greats because his draft was the one with, I believe, Phillip Rivers and Eli Manning. Uh, yes. I believe so. And mm-hmm. that's, a, yeah, that's a formidable class when you start looking at it. So, yeah, uh, big props to him. Uh, and if it is his last game, it, it was a pleasure to be able to see you know him play for all those years. Absolutely. What about you?
0: Let me let me ask you this before I give you my thoughts as I continue to talk. Um, it, you, you said it. Eli Manning, Philip Rivers, Ben Roethlisberger. Who would you take? Like if you could do it over, Oh! knowing what you, you know, everything you know right now. Eli got two. Uh, Big Ben got two. Philip Rivers got zero. Uh, but if, I mean.
1: Uh, it, it would just depend on the team, but just to a player, I probably would still go with Big Ben. But it's close between him. Honestly, it's close between him and Phillip Rivers. And uh, you know, people, I get the whole wow. Eli Manning thing, and and he beat the Pats twice. And, he did. He knocked out the the the, the sixteen and ot team. Like I oh, get he it. Did do that too. I get it. Um, just give me Big Ben, because at, at their height, Big Ben was just as durable, if not more so. And he was mobile for a while, and, you know, he would actually, like, run over you. Like, he was a he was a more durable um, QB, and, you know, the passing arm, Rivers probably had the better arm out of the three of them, but, you know, all three are greats, all three are Hall of Famers, so, you know, stand up, give them all their flowers right now, so, uh, yeah, big shout-out shout out to him. But what about you, Casey?
0: Yeah, it's interesting you say that because, like, when I think of Big Ben, now, granted, I don't have any thoughts of Big Ben between 2004 and like 2008 at best or I would say 2007-2008 I do um, because they won the Super Bowl and that was in Tampa and I lived in that area so whatever um, am I wrong if I'm like I'm looking at the numbers like they're good the Super Bowls 415 touchdowns 64% completion percentage 64,000 yards pretty much good he's good if you draft somebody number one overall, you'd be more than happy to get those numbers, especially if you draft him eleventh overall and he stay on your team for that long. Don't get me wrong, probably all of famer, but like, you know, yeah, I, like, I don't know. They're making a, a big deal about this, and they should if you're a Steeler because he stayed there the whole time. And I get that. There's some, there's something to be said for that for sure. But you know, he's just a guy, in my opinion. Whoa. Yeah. Now he's just a guy. I knew that I was going to be spot. No, I knew well, that. I was getting there the whole time. You did that, that on purpose. You did that on purpose. No, that's just how I feel. Like, I never... I Now, granted, this is young bias. Don't get me wrong. But, like, never at any point in time in life did I ever think, like, oh... Like, before the season, if I get... them When I get Madden, never once was I like, dang, I definitely want to play with Big Ben. Mm, okay. You know what I mean? Just, just a guy. Like, literally. Was, listen. If I'm doing a fantasy draft on Madden, Madden players will understand. I never was like, oh, I need Big Ben.
1: No, Casey Curtis, Let me give you uh, just another guy because what you do, you do this so well, man. You do it very well. You you get the numbers and you give a broad enough view where people are like, oh, he's being fair. Big Ben is just a guy. Let me give you some of the things that you left out. Two time Super Bowl champion. You actually got him. NFL Offensive Rookie of the Year. That's fine. That's not. People do it every now and then, right? Yeah, Yeah, I know. It's not an accomplishment, right? Just to get to the highest uh, level of a. Football, professional football, and then be the best rookie out there. How many rounds did they draft? And then how many free agents? Okay, we don't okay. have time to do no, this. No. But six the rookie of pro of year is the most
0: overrated award. Six
1: times pro, six time Pro Bowler, six time. That work for you? Or no, that don't work either. That's cool. Uh, two There's time NFL Bowl. passing yards. You are so, you are so uh, in the sake of taking a hot take on. No, Big I'm ben. not.
0: It's okay, but listen, 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 right. listen, listen. Uh-huh. Okay, he's eighth right now in Super Bowl passes. Mm-hmm. Ertz Super Bowl passes, mm-hmm. touchdown passes. Okay, okay. that's a mm-hmm. pretty big deal. But here's the names that surround him on that list. Philip Rivers, Matt Ryan, mm-hmm. Eli Manning, Matthew Stafford. Yeah.
1: So Matt Ryan has a has an MVP. Philip Rivers, I've already said how good he You're is. You're not going to
0: sit here and tell me Matt Ryan at this point. I mean, it's just. I'm going to tell you that he got an
1: MVP. What you want me to do? You want to just take the accomplishments away?
0: The, yeah, the man guess.
1: The man was said to be the best in the league. Not the best QB, the best player in the league. The one that you want Jonathan Taylor to get so badly, the way you feel I do about want him. That. Yeah, that's what they felt about Matt Ryan that year. So when you start saying the names that surround him, yeah, I'm going to point that out. That's all I'm saying. Also, most career 500-yard passing games, you want to know? Ben Ben Roethlisberger. Did you know that? I didn't know that.
0: Wow. I did not know that.
1: Wow, look at that.
0: Listen, oh. I'm stated by my statement. It doesn't do much for me. Most TD
1: passes in a two-game span. Not Th- that's a, that's such a dumb thing. Who cares? <laughs> Twelve. That's people, kind of impressive. People are crying about Joe Burrow and his two-game span. Can I cry about Ben Roethlisberger? Why am I defending Ben Roethlisberger? I don't, I know, don't know. Just because you're being extra calling him just a guy.
0: I don't. He is just a guy. Like I, I, Let me tell you, you get mad and you go play with Joe Burrow. Tell you what.
1: Only player with consecutive games of six-plus TD passes. Only player. All the players that played the game. Not the GOAT. Not the baby GOAT which is Teddy Bridgewater, none (laughs) of the other QBs in life have done what Ben Roethlisberger's done with that particular stat. Come on, Casey Kurtz.
0: Man, we're out of time. No, hold on. Only (laughs) play
1: with consecutive postseason games of four-plus TD passes. You don't. man, look, man, knock it
0: off. Knock it off. I'll knock it off. Just play the music. Uh, Coming up tonight, Monday Night Football, I guess, listen to Big Ben's final hurrah in Pittsburgh against the Browns, against Baker Mayfield, who – you ready for those? You ready for that take?
1: Oh, Thursday. <laughs> okay. I'm going to save it. I'll tell tomorrow Post. Um, I'm
0: going to tell you right now, Baker Mayfield might not be anybody's quarterback next year. I said it. I don't think he is. We'll find out.
1: Call him Johnny Manziel.
0: That's a good one. That's a good one. I like Johnny Manziel. I had his T-shirt. Anyway, I also have his hoodie. Not important. We're out of time. Action Sports Jacks, overtime. We appreciate you. We're back on Thursday. We'll do this program again on Thursday. Brent Martineau, Austin Lane and myself will be back tomorrow. They'll be at Topgolf. I'll be here. We'll be doing the thing. We'll talk more about the Jags, the final week of the regular season in the NFL. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Me and Brian will talk to you on Thursday. Enjoy the Monday Night Football, and we'll talk to you then. Peace.